Thank you for tuning in to Detail Memoirs. This episode is brought to you by Rotafest and Zenware. Rotafest is the most powerful mobile invoicing software designed for auto detailers and recon professionals on the market today. More than just a mobile invoicing app, it gives you a complete suite of tools to manage your business. Yes, it has a mobile app designed for the iPhone and Android to decode the VIN and create an invoice in the field. But it also includes integration with QuickBooks, customer management tools, text and email reminders, reports, and now inventory management is included in this powerful suite of tools. Learn more about Rotafest at rotafest.com. Yo, yo, good day, and welcome to another episode of RotaFest Detail Memoirs. And we are coming in out of the cold, trying to warm our spirits, our bodies, our minds, and of course, right. bring you an awesome guest today. My name's Jody. I'm Rod Pusey. Welcome to 2022. And our very yeah, first baby. guest we're pretty excited about is Parker Richards from Colorado Boat Detailing, or as everybody calls him, the Boat Whisperer. <laughs> good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Yeah, man, you have been on my list to have on the show for a long, long time. I mean, you just, one, you're just one of the nicest people I've ever met. And two, you know, your passion and your business is around boats, and that is my passion. I love being on the boat. And you are also a G-Technique National Marine trainer, so you travel all around the world or country and uh, train people on how to detail boats. And it's interesting because as soon as I posted that you were going to be the guest, I mean, Jason Rose, he's like, yeah, that guy's one of the best in the industry. Yeah. And it's just, everybody's really excited for today. So <laughs> we're glad to have you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah. So let's jump into the obvious question that people have asked. So you're in Colorado, there's snow on the ground and you detail boats. So... <laughs> A lot of people talk about adversity in their areas and like, oh, I can't do that because they salt the roads or in the wintertime I'm dead. But you've actually found a real niche. And before we started, you were talking about know your market. So how have you turned being in Colorado and boats into a year-round business? So for starters, you know, it's it's really, as cliche as it is, it, it is a time management issue. Um you know, the, the two boats that I have in my shop right now, I booked uh, in the middle of September knowing that we were going to have weather come and I still had a steady workflow, you know, August, September, October, November, but I, I can see it like, Hey, the snow's coming. So I had a couple guys reach out say, Hey, we have some, you know, really large projects or full restoration on a 2000 Malibu. And, I, and right away that tells me that's a winter project. That's not something I need to take yeah. on right now. And so uh, just, just understanding that and knowing Hey, I can, I can, I don't have to do it right now. I can put it off into the future. And I'm really glad I did that because there's five inches of snow on the ground. But when I jump off with you guys, I'm going to the shop and, you know, to finish polishing and still have work to do. So it's, it's some yeah. planning and just knowing, you know, knowing how your weather is here. So, so one of the things that's, that's, um, I know that's new in the last probably year is, and I know we were talking about it a couple of years ago, MTE is that the IDA now has a Marine certification, which is fantastic. Cause there's a lot of people that, um, you know, there's a lot of different things there. You got aluminum boats, you got fiberglass boats, you got wooden boats. Um, so for you, uh, what is your kind of the, the one that you migrate to? Do you like the fiberglass, the metal? What do you, what's your thing? I certainly work the most with fiberglass. Um, 
you know, rarely do I see painted boats here. There are a few on, on some formulas. Um, but the majority of what is here is, is fiberglass and then a fair amount of pontoons, but with the short season, not getting a lot of people wanting tunes polished and that sort of thing. So I've really stuck to fiberglass and gel coat and, um, you know, also, again, knowing your market, working with multiple boat dealers in my area and in Denver. And, you know, some of them send all of the details. Some of them send a handful, yeah. but it's, it's just being aware. And, you know, I, I really enjoy polishing gel coat. And so I, I found what I like yeah. and continued, you know, when stayed up on the training, went to the shows. I, I mean, I, I met you guys in, in 2014, I believe. In yeah, it's been, yeah a long it's been a long time. time. It's been a long time. So, um, I think that that part is important is, you know, staying with the industry and continuing to go to events like mobile tech and go to trainings, what Rupe has and, and, you know, mm-hmm. expand your knowledge as, as much as you can. Well, one of the, one of the things that's really interesting to me is, is I've watched you over the years and known you, it's like you have not only doubled into your own talent, but you have moved into being one of the premier trainers and travel, the the nation you know going to these premier boat shows so i mean that's got to be an interesting dynamic of moving from your day-to-day job you know colorado boat detailing but also putting on your your boat show hat and your g technique uh marine trainer hat so how are you balancing that as well as really tapping into those markets well for me personally um just from a physical standpoint you know i I've been grinding on boats a long time. And, you know, as we all know, the detailing, you know, catches up with you and you got to take care of your body. And so, you know, part of the training is that knowing, Hey, I can't do this forever, but I still want to be a valuable resource to the industry and going to these boat shows, doing trainings allows me to give back, you know, and I think about the guys that had helped me years ago and, you know, a high tide raises all ships in, in my yes. book, right? So, yep. Yep. Um, absolutely. You know, I remember years ago, so many people were wanting to like, oh, I'm not going to tell you how we do this and it's hold it close to the vest. Where I say, you know, some guy in Nashville doesn't, that doesn't affect my bottom line. I Why can't I tell him what, you know, I used, right? I mean, yeah. so it, it's been interesting balancing the traveling. Um but, you know, we meet so many great people at shows. I meet so many great people at trainings all over the United States and just get to share my passion of if you do the work correctly, you get your substrate, your gel coat, your fiberglass clean, you polish it correctly. As you, as you know, it's all in the prep. Uh, yeah. you know, install your coating of choice. Um, you're going to have good results. And then the aftercare of that, right? Maintenance is key, but um yep. they're, they're, the balance has been tough the, the travel is fun it's just i think it's a timing and understanding you know your schedule and 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 your routine i have a pretty strict routine every day go to the bed at the same time wake up at the same time and that's that's really helped me yeah, yeah. so so one of the things i want to talk about and um so this year 2022 jody and i are doing a lot of different things um we're going to take uh the opportunity to step outside from behind this uh table and we're going to do a lot of hands-on stuff so we've already started a series with Prentice St. Clair on business. Um, we've already started videoing this series, but we're actually going to do a complete um, 
basically a complete recondition on uh, my truck. So we've already done some PDR work. Uh, we're going to do some some polishing and stuff. And then Jody's got a really skaggy looking boat. That it's we, not skaggy. It's just dude. fog. It, it used to be a red it boat. Now it's red. pink. It's totally <laughs> pink. So it's I call just it the Barbie the boat. So <laughs> it's got a Barbie pink backside. So we're going to do some hands-on stuff just to kind of give, I you know, um, one to we want to bring consumer awareness. Why yes. do you want to go to somebody that's professional? So for instance, on the PDR side, I did not do any of that because I suck at PDR. I can do conventional body work, but PDR, I, I, I do more damage than good. So we took it to a professional shop. Same thing with all the, the paint corrections and stuff. You know, we'll take that to a professional shop, um, have some people help us out on Jody's boat so that <coughs> the gel coat comes out right, like you said. So on boats, because it's gel coat and it's a different animal, it's not metal, um, heat still affects it in a very adverse way. Um, you can do damage, right? What do you, as just off the top of your head, and I know you've got a lot of tools and, and everything, but off the top of your head, what is kind of your go-to? Is it more of a rotary? Or are you a, 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 a gear-driven, DA? What, what's your kind of go-to? So my go-to is rotary and gear-driven DA. Um, on occasion, we'll use a, a Rupes 15 or a 21 uh, or an LHR 75, which is their three-inch uh, electric. Yep. But the, the biggest thing is just understanding when you go to look at a boat and you, you, you see some oxidation, I try to take the, the least aggressive first, right? And everyone yeah. wants to just jump right into rotary and go right into it. And I say, okay, simple way to see if – if you have a boat that's oxidized, grab a, a nanoskin disc and, you know, a, a degreaser, whatever your favorite degreaser is, pick a section by hand, just run mm -hmm. that nanoskin disc on there and see how much sludge comes off. That way you can say to yourself, okay, well, if it is a lot of material is coming off in that, that right there is going to tell you that that boat is probably a candidate for some kind of sanding, right? Yep. But you haven't introduced any machine. And you're not, you know, peeling material off with a rotary. And a lot of times with heavy oxidation in a rotary, you're really just pushing that oxidation around and not actually removing it. And if you look at the panel and then go to a 45, you'll see that some parts are shiny, others are not, and you still have that cloud and haze. So, yep. Yep. you know. And I, I love that because a lot of people, I think um, – so years and years and years ago, I used to teach a class at an electronics a company that did semiconductors. And I taught this systematic troubleshooting. People generally in their brains want to go for the most difficult solution. There's oxidation. I need a heavy wool pad. I need a rotary. That's going to be on its end. I'm going to put a lot of pressure because you're aggressively trying to solve the situation. Whereas it's the opposite. Anytime you're troubleshooting any situation, you want to start with the easy solution. Um, my personal boat, I have a boat and the trailer was really oxidized. And when I got it, I got it secondhand. And the guy said, oh, yeah, every year I'd make my kids get down on their hands and knees and hand wax the trailer. Right. And so I already know off the top of my head that this has had some stuff done to it. Right. I don't assume they've they've sanded it or anything, but I know they've got some wax on it. So I did exactly what you said is I took um, I went to one little section under a fender. It's a four inch rectangular area. And I just took a microfiber towel and I just hand, you know, I de decontaminated it, washed it and put a little bit of a, like a clay mitt on it. And then uh, I just did a little bit of polish by hand and just went over it and it came right out. 
I mean, absolutely came out. So then I know, like you said, I'm, I'm going to go with the least aggressive foam pad, um, a mid-range kind of a not really something that's a cutting, but just a polish and see what it looks like. And it, it turned out really nice. And I, like you said, I didn't have to remove it's single stage. So it's I've got a blue pad at this point. And I'm like, I'm removing that's the most visual thing you can see is a single stage paint with a pad that's like yellow and you got a blue paint. You're going to see what you're doing anytime you're polishing, you're removing material. And there's only so much material you can remove. So um, for instance, on Jody's, <laughs> that's my concern when we've looked at it. I'm like, I'm not a boat guy, but I know that that's really oxidized. We're going to have to do a test spot yep. in the back underneath the, the, you know, my little platform, the little platform where yep, down on the yeah. Yeah. so we can get under there and see what it's got. Cause it's a great looking boat. There's one section that got done and it's, it's beautiful. It's you know red like these foam pads. So, so I have a question for you. So before we got on, you know, because I think it's easy to get into all of the techniques and the problem is, is, you know, you really got to be hands on to get that. But pre getting onto the show, we, we were talking about being a good neighbor as far as how you're moving in and out with the, with competitors, right? Because you're working with boat shops, but you can also do a lot of what they do. But let's talk about that delicate balance of, you know, how you're managing those relationships. Sure. Yeah. So I work with a number of different boat dealerships and repair shops. Um, for example, you know, Colorado Boat Center is a dealership um, that's a little bit south of me in Johnstown. And they do a lot of mechanical work and, you know, general repairs on boats. They sell boats. They replace trailer bunks regularly. Well, replacing trailer bunks is something that I can certainly do, but I'm aware that they do that. And I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes and be greedy knowing that that's a service they provide, right? right. They send me plenty of detailing on uh, decontamination washes, are gracious enough to let me use their hoist. So understanding that, yeah, I could make a little bit extra money on replacing the bunks on a trailer, but I would rather have that that business go to them than me try to just take it over and do it because it, it does come back around. It comes back around in the referrals from detailing and that the referrals they send from ceramic coating. And then of course, doing all their decontamination washes on their hoist. So I, the same goes with liquid power sports. You know, I don't do any mechanical work, but you know, a friend of mine uh, has a shop, Liquid Power Sports, is literally less than a mile from my shop. And we do business weekly, you know, take yeah. boat there. A guy needs an impeller and, a, and an oil change. Cool. Hey, Ryan, can you take care of it? Yeah. He calls me and says, hey, just need some carpets, you know, pressure wash, have a little mold in the back and a swim deck clean. Perfect. And, and we do that trade. You know, I'm not over here claiming to be a mechanic and he's not over here trying to, to do detailing. And so it's a happy balance. And I would encourage people to go out and find that balance, right? Go mm -hmm. talk to your dealerships just because they detail in, in how the Colorado Boat Center cleans their own boats, right? On the brand new boats, but they still send me all of the aftermarket detailing. So go talk to them, be friendly and, and say, hey, is there some way we can make something work and still work together and not just totally, you know, fight each other? The same thing is yeah. with the gel coat repair guys, right? You know, I don't do gel coat repair. I send that to Landlock Marine and they send me all of their detail work. So it, it is a, a balance, but you'll, you'll never know unless you go and talk to them. Yeah, no. And I think that's really great with anybody. I don't care if you're, you know, like you said, doing boats or doing, you know, we got, uh, I got a local guy here. They've been a customer of ours since, oh my gosh, 
early, Since early on, 2011 or something. Yeah. And they, um, we were at a dealership and I was there doing some training with them. We were in the back and a service writer comes running out. He's all frantic. And he's like, dude, I just told this lady you restore her headlights. And this guy, Nate, he looks at me and he goes, oh yeah, that's fine. Send her back. We'll take care of it. And as soon as he leaves, he looks at me and he goes, we don't, I've never done this before. And so I was like, I was literally, I was like, oh, I, I know how to do it. I can show you how to do it. And he goes, yeah, I know how to do it. I can do it, but I have no idea what to charge. And I'm like, oh, charge 65 bucks. And he's like, what? And I said, yeah, I just, that, that's a good number. It's, you know, you can change it, but just charge him like 65 bucks. So he, we added it in our software by the time that lady had her car back there that was a service that was added in that we did and now he's got a really good um, relationship with that dealership they actually hand out pamphlets for him to do stuff for their customers that don't even go to the dealership they come to his uh, fixed location so you don't ever know what business is going to come your way because of a relationship and i think that's the key is you just you know be good neighbor and take care of people the way you want to be taken care of. I, before we got on the show, I was telling you, my middle daughter has a statement that she makes and it's like, don't be a douche. You know when you're being a douche and you know when you're doing something that's not right. Stop doing that because that's going to come around, you know? Absolutely. I mean, it just is. So, so as, you've, um, as you've traveled the country training, what is the biggest thing that you see is tripping up details, detailers who are trying to get into boats? I think it's the correction side of things. I think it's knowing where to start on sanding when sanding is necessary. Uh, I think it's, you know, not doing test spots and just mm-hmm. jumping in and just, you know, using their go-to compound in a rotary instead of taking a a fair assessment at the boat and saying, okay, is this really even a candidate for something like this? I get older boats a lot that, you know, people, I I even myself, I get some boats and I look at it and go, this is not, it's too far gone. It needs to have Joko repair before it can, you know, go forward. Um, Yeah. So I think the polishing, um, you know, it's a totally different animal opposed to cars and car paint, right? You know, yeah. car paint is, is about as thin as a sticky note where the average uh, mill on the gel coat is about as thick as your credit card, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So although you have more material to work with, you still do need to tread lightly. You can burn through on gel coat either through rotary or sanding too deep. Um, and so it's, it's knowing your limitations. But yes, to answer your question, I think just overall um, better training on the polishing and then, you know, when the sanding is needed, and then understanding that if you are sanding, that you're going to need to correct out those sanding marks to have a swirl-free finish. And that's something that, you know, we work on uh, at the Rupes Training Academy. Uh, we just had our first Geotechnic Marine training class this past July there at Rupes Facility in Superior. And yep. uh, I'm looking forward to doing another couple with them here uh, later on in 2022. Yeah. Yeah, and if you get a chance to go to that facility, it's you gotta we, go. We've been there. We got, to, we got to go there when it first opened a couple of years ago. Oh my god, it's it's fantastic yeah, it's, facility. It's a world class facility, and I would just encourage anyone, um, you know, to, to check uh, rupesusa.com um, for updates for any upcoming classes uh, in 2022. Um, I can't say when the next one is going to be, but there there is going to be one um, this year. So keep yep. checking back on their website. Uh, they update it regularly. And uh, really looking forward to that. 
Yeah. And I think that goes for, for any kind of training. I mean, we're huge advocates of not just the IDA, but of training in general. <clears throat> Go out and get trained. I mean, everybody, um, I know everybody's got something they can learn. That's kind of my, that my thing is you can always learn something. And as you mentioned sanding and a lot of people, I think jump into sanding before they know what they're doing, man. If you've ever spent an afternoon with Jason Kilmer, yeah. uh, I, I, and I, like I said, I've worked on cars. I've done conventional body work. I've restored cars since the, the mid eighties. And I went to, Jason Kilmer's, day. Day. <laughs> I went to, I went to the Jason Kilmer training at the rag company. And, and I honestly, I, I had a little bit of, you know, I had a little chip on my shoulder. I was like, I was like both, both a little trepidation and a little trip. I was like, you know, I, I can sand. I've done this. I got in there and watched Jason. And I was like, I don't have a clue how to sand. <laughs> I'm a complete idiot. And he, it, it's amazing how he sands. And, just learning that and taking that piece away from it. Um, and I was always a guy with a block about that big, man, going to town, big panels, man. I'm just going and, you know, you're just sweating. Jason, little Ooh. tiny block and just tiny, tiny. It's like Mr. Miyagi, you know. <laughs> so um, you can always learn something. And and in 2022, uh, yes, absolutely. I think training is a key. We're going to have a lot of people on our show. We're going to bring in a lot of our old friends, a lot of new people that have done trainings and really Try to learn how to up your game. You know, there's, I've never been to a training of any kind in my entire life where I haven't learned something and taken something away from it. Agreed. Agreed. So, so I have, I have a question for you because I, uh, this summer, I don't know what I hit, but I hit something on my boat and it took like a six inch chunk and I had to have some gel coat repair done. And the guy did an exceptional job. I mean, just hand, just really exceptional job. And, but I got talking to him when I came back and I'm like, man, you did. Thank you very much, man. I'm super pleased. In fact, I still need to do a Yelp review for him because, and I took before and after pictures, but I got talking to him about ceramic coating and I asked him his opinion on it, and he was not a fan. What what is what has been your what what are your what would be your response to him, and how should people attack that on detailing side of things? Well, I would first say I would always look at you know how new or old that repair that gel coat repair is. Um, yeah. You know, if you have a boat that has an older repair on it. Uh, I can almost promise you that there's some form of oxidation in that substrate and yeah. you're going to want to deal with that accordingly because we know that if you try to go and install uh, any ceramic coating on top of that and with that oxidation present, it's, it's going to give that magnifying glass effect and bring it back. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of times I'll get older boats that if they have repairs, like they're signing a waiver if, if it's a coating and they want it done. You know, we're still going to go through our polishing techniques, uh, minor, minor sanding on stuff that's already had a repair because I'm not trying to remove any more material from the boat. Um, but yeah, it's a case by case, you know, my own gel coat shop here, you know, they often question it and, and say they don't like it. Um, I think it's really just they don't quite understand the technology of it and and how it works and how you're, you know, you, you're putting a um, a coating on a substrate surface that's creating a covalent bond. And then you're now maintaining that surface, that coating on that surface. And as long as that coating is maintained, all is good. But I get so many people that call and say, well, I had the boat repaired. 
uh, we just want it done and then don't want to do anything else after it. And I, that's why I screen very carefully about who, you know, who and what I'm doing for, right? Because to me, that's not a candidate if they're not going to take care of it and maintain it. And then they just make me the fall guy later on uh, because right. it yeah. fails and I know it's going to fail. I'm, I'm not going to do it. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, the, the Joko repair is interesting. Um, you know, I've got a boat in there right now that just had a fresh repair. So it obviously was repaired. It hasn't been in the sun yet. It's had uh, refinement polishing done on it to make sure that the blend is, you know, if you look at this, you can hardly tell where the repair is. They did a really good job on the, on the color blend. Um, but I've got that gel coat uniform to where when I go to install the coating that that surface is, is smooth and clean yep. and you're actually getting the correct adhesion. Um, and that's where the polishing comes into effect, right? You know, so many yeah. times uh, I get customers, they bring these boats to say, Oh, I had it done already. And we've been waxing it for years. Well, I know that I'm going to have to do a heavy decon on that and prep that surface right. to get all that old wax and sealant off before we even begin polishing to prep for the coating. So it's yeah, everything, yeah. as everyone knows, it's always in the prep. Yeah. So, so one of the things that I've wondered about, and this is literally me, this is not, so I, uh, place where we're at up in, uh, two hours away from here, there's a, um, a lot of old classic, like mahogany boats, um, wooden stuff. Do you do ever do anything on those or that's, that is not, that's not a clear coat. That is a polyurethane. Polyurethane. And I don't, um, there's hardly any of those boats around here, believe it or not. I rarely, I mean, maybe the occasional Chris Craft here and there, but yep. I bet you it's been four or five years since I've seen one here. So it's not something that I personally work on. And as far as what I'm aware of um, at the moment, I, I'm not in the thought that you can do a coating on that because of the, uh, urethane that's on there. Um, right. I know that there's been talk of people trying to figure out something to do to to put that on, but as far as 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 far as what we have going at Geotechnic Marine, it's um, it's not something that we deal with currently. Yep, that's that's kind of what I thought. But I see up up there, there's they even have a big regatta. They have a ton of people that come out. There's dozens of them running around, and I'm like, what do they even do to these? Because that is not that is not a material that you can do that with. I mean, it's polyurethane and it gets too much sun or too much this and it's peeling right off. So, yeah. 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 <clears throat> so as you look back, I mean, you've been in this business a long time, <clears throat> both as a business owner and a trainer. What are some key things that you think have been pivotal to your success, but also something or that really caught you? that you wish you would have either known or handled better? Well, I would say that I think that just instilling and building confidence in people um, for me has been huge because, you know, 20 years ago, Ron Jones uh, is a guy that I work for. That's where I got my start in the business and was running his detail shop out of a gas station in Loveland, Colorado. And he very early on instilled confidence. He saw in me that, uh, you know, I had the potential of the skill set, just wasn't quite confident in that. And so mm -hmm. that's really stuck with me all these years is that in my travels, I, I meet so many great uh, guys and gals that have a great potential with skill set, but just lack the confidence. So um, I think those are kind of two things that go together, right? Because if you can build someone up and, and then they have their own self-confidence and then it allows them to build on their skill set. 
And then they keep going with that and, you know, continue to learn. Yeah. You never want to stop learning. I'm learning every day still. Um, but it, the, the biggest thing really is just, hey, I know I can do this. I see all these boats out here. I get people all the time. They say, how do you know, how do you do it? Well, I like boating. It's something I'm passionate about. And then staying confident in what you do and then building on that skill set of actually doing it. Yep. Mm. Absolutely. Good. Good. Really good advice. Because I see a lot of people that um, that want to feel like they are confident, but you can just see right through it. And, um, you know, we're all a little, we all have our, our concerns, especially when you go to a training or something. I'm real, you know, usually people are like, you have to put a little more pressure. You get it. And I'm like, yeah, when I'm at home, my own shop, I'm not worried about that part. There's a little <laughs> different level of confidence, but, but I think that that's people don't, um, I think that's one of the reasons people don't expand out and, and do other offerings is because they don't have that confidence that they can do that. And, and man, I'll tell you what, if I, you know, to Jody's question of advice, you'd give people over the last, you know, 12, 15 years of looking in and doing stuff in the detailing industry, it is expand out, take what you know and expand that into something else. You know, there's guys that do um, cars that, that are fantastic on motorcycles and vice versa. And um, you know, like yourself. And there's, there's like three or four boat people that I think of when I think there's you obviously, and then there's the boaties and then Nathan Warren, which really show that out and really shine. Like this is my thing as boats. There's a ton of people that do it, but, but there's a lot of people that don't, that really could. I think if they, they learned and they got the training, um, they could do that. And that really helped their business to grow. Agree. Yeah. I think it's, it's staying passionate about it. And um, you know, I, I still get challenged in the summertime. I still get boats that you look at it and go, man, is this really, how, how's this one going to come out? But, uh, you know, it's going back to the training. It's, it's staying consistent with always wanting to learn and then implementing mm -hmm. that training that you just went to and, and not letting it go to waste. Uh, so many times yeah. I hear people, they, they go, they get jazzed about it, they go and do it. And then it's a while until they do it again. And then they start to lose the skill set. And that's why even, you know, yes, I travel a lot, but I, I value the time in my shop of, you know, putting down the things that I've learned from Jason Kilmer on, you know, using guide coat for sanding. I mean, is for one example, right. That's, that's even changed my game on the way that I sand. Mm, yep. um, so it's always looking for those little uh, nuggets and, you know, trying to understand that, like, if I stay with something and stay passionate about it, it's going to go well. Uh, I just tell people to not give up and, and love what you do. I love what I do every single day. I, yes, I travel a ton and I love traveling, but I love being in my shop using my one form of artistic ability to take an old smoked out oxidized boat and having it turn into brand new. <laughs> yeah, yep. man, I tell you, it, th that's such a key thing, right? Is being able to, I think a lot of people go to a training and then they never use it. Yeah. Right. And it's it's like anything, any skill. If you don't lose it, the ability, the ability to use it fades. It does. It's like I speak Spanish. Right. But if I don't speak Spanish, I, I can always tell when I go down to Mexico or some other place. That first day is a little rough. But man, right. once I get into that second and third day. All right. Let's go, man. Let's talk. Right. And I think that's with any skill. If you're detailing boats or cars or whatever, if you're not going to a training and then coming home with the intent of going, look, I'm going to implement this service. Mm -hmm. I'm going to implement these techniques. You're going to lose what you invested in. I agree. And so why do you do it? When you, so 
when you do the SOP, when you have a standard operating procedure, right? Every boat, the boat changes, but that SOP is there for a reason because it always increases efficiency. It allows you to continue to do what you're doing and doing it well into where you can actually make a profit from it. Right. Right. Well, I treat every boat I get the same way. We start washing it the same. We start the, you know, to clean it, decon, then start the polishing, get it prepped and coat. And none of that change, the boat changes, but the the system doesn't change. And when you can get aligned in doing that the same way, it's the same thing I train when I'm in Fort Lauderdale or if I'm in Santa Cruz, California, it's, it's the same. Right. So Mm -hmm. you have to think about that. You have to have that mindset of yes, you know, we're now on a 65 Viking instead of a 24 foot Centurion, but the idea in the prep are the same. The polishing hasn't changed. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So as, as long as you stay consistent in that, that that's where it really, for me, comes through because that's how you can, people ask me all the time, how can you go from, you're just in Colorado, you do lake boats, how can you go to Fort Lauderdale and work on a 122 fed ship? Pretty easily, right? Because we keep yeah. the same mindset. We keep <clears throat> the prep, you know, the wash, the prep, the polish and the coat. It's the same. It doesn't change. Yeah. It's yeah. just a larger, it's just a larger it's substrate larger or larger format. panel or whatever. I mean, it's the same thing, you know, people talk about, you know, how can you go from doing this little car to this big truck? Well, it's the same thing. You just have more panels. And, and um, you might need a footstool if you're me. Sure. Yeah, you definitely, <laughs> you definitely need a footstool. <laughs> but, and, and you might need a different technique, a different pad, a different, you know, uh, machine. Um, and, and I think that's all great. And so that's why, um, you know, I really think we're fortunate. Um, we have some great manufacturers, you know, uh, Rupes and Flex, and there's there's many others. I don't have experience with any of the other ones, but they are they are constantly trying to make better machines to make our jobs easier for doing what we do. And to keep that, um, you know, if you don't have a, an SOP or even know what one is, you need to look that up because that is a key. I mean, any training you go to, it's going to tell you whether it's a car, a boat, an RV, you do it the same way. You know, you start the same and you finish the same and you're going to get a similar result to the best of that particular vehicle's correctability, right? I mean, you, you've said it yourself, there's boats you get in there and you're like, man, this one may be too far gone. And then the same thing is with cars. People get cars in and, you know, um, when I first started seeing people detailing, I'm like, well, there's chips all over this car. Why would you even do it? And, and that's a, that's the wrong mindset to have, you know, you're doing the best you can with that vehicle, what it's got, right? It's got a chip in it. So what? You're going to polish it. You're going to do the best you can. If, you, if you're into the chip repair and you can do that as well, that's great. But um, the same is true with boats. Jody's boats, you know, pretty oxidized, but it'll come out of it. I've seen that. No, it, it and what we, will. You know, yeah. it'll come out of it. So, so it, it's just a matter of having that mindset and doing, like you said, and having a standard operating procedure. If you don't have one, hook up with somebody, go to a training that talks about it. You got another comment too. So how, how do people connect with you? I mean, you are, you know, obviously you have a local detailing shop, but yep. you're also the G technique preferred national trainer. So how do people connect mm-hmm. with you, man? So you can find me a couple different ways. Uh, I'm on my website at coloradoboatdetailing.com. I am on uh, Instagram uh, at the Boat Whisperer, and I'm also on Facebook, uh, Colorado Boat Detailing. And uh, I really appreciate you guys having me on today. It's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, I I love talking about uh, you know polishing boats, coating boats. It's uh, it's always a blast to uh, kind of let people get into my world a little bit. We we 
we have a lot of fun doing doing this and I, I really enjoy it and I appreciate you guys very much. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's feeling is mutual. I, you know, yeah. look, look, look up the training sessions when you can go learn this stuff, you know, um, hook up with, with Parker and pick his brain. Yeah. You know, you Keep an eye on uh, com for uh, the updated uh, training schedule. Um, I know I talked with Jason Rose a couple weeks back. I know they're, they're working on um, building out something sometime in the spring, but I'm not certain on exact dates yet. So just keep, uh, keep checking that website and, uh, Look forward to uh, seeing some of you guys out on the road. Uh, I've got some G-Technic Marine trainings coming up. Um, got some boat shows in Miami and West Palm Beach. So so, so where do people find the G-Technic Marine training events? So if you um, go to the G-Technic website um, and click on Marine, uh, there's a little button in there that you can inquire about trainings or uh, email jbentley at gtechnic.com. That's awesome. awesome. Well, man, we are super honored that you took some time out of your day to spend with us. I mean, we can talk. I mean, I can keep talking because I love boats and, you know, just learning from you. And I am really hoping that we can uh, tap in. You and I have already talked about it. I haven't uh, talked to Rod a little bit about it, but it'd be re- really fun if we could drop in and do a live at one of your boat shows with you. So we're yeah. going to look at scheduling that Absolutely. and being on the road and being live. So that's fun. But yep. And for everybody that's going to go to Mobile Tech Expo, we are looking forward to seeing everybody out yes. there. We really, really, really appreciate all of the positive stuff. All the people that emailed or sent me messages that said that you guys nominated us and voted yes, for us for thank you, Detail thank Supplier you. of the Year. That has wow. been phenomenal. So thank you all Dude. very, very much. It's an honor to even that just is, be yeah. recognized. So um, thank you. Yeah. Hopefully we'll see everybody, like you said, out on the road and we can all connect and, and you know, get back to some uh, handshaking. Yeah, Absolutely. that was super So, well, thank you guys so much. Thank no you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Yep. And you guys that are tuned in, please remember to like, share, and subscribe. And we will check you same time. In fact, next week we're going from boats to aviation. Uh, Brett Barry is going to be our guest. I got him lined up. So super excited to do that next week. So you guys have a great day and we will see See you next time. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Appreciate it.